Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Today on the podcast, I am joined by a very special return guest, Christy Gray, astrologer. She shares so beautifully and so vulnerably in today's episode about the asteroid Chiron and how that has shown up in her own personal life and in her work as an amazing astrologer and as someone who helps other people to uncover their own potential. This is such a beautiful conversation. I would love for you to get comfortable, listen up and reflect on how this archetype shows up in your own life and in your own work as well. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. I am also welcoming back my wonderful, amazing guest, Christy Gray. And today we are going to dive into a little bit of a more vulnerable topic, all related to business and everything, as we talked about before we started recording, everything personal also relates to our business. But the asteroid Chiron is something that a lot of people are curious about, is something that can come up in client sessions a lot. It's not one of the major planets but it does have such a huge impact on us. And it is one of those kind of touchier points in the chart. So I'm really excited to have Christy here today to talk more about how we can embrace Chiron and, you know, work with that energy more to create healing, not only for ourselves, but healing for others that we work with in our business and kind of embrace the vulnerability that Chiron can bring to us. So, Christy, tell me about your understanding of Chiron. It's not usually the first thing that we look at in our astrology chart, right? But what drew you into this uh, mystical part of the chart? (laughs) Well, I have to say, like, Chiron is such a significant piece of my astrological puzzle. But even when I started understanding my natal chart, I don't think I understood the enormity of Chiron and its significance and it wasn't until I had a really life-altering Chiron transit that I actually realized how much Chiron is a part of who I am and also was the missing link in my life as well. So Mm. to give you some insight as to my interpretation of Chiron and how I started working with this asteroid And I'll take you on a journey of the transit that took place and also where Chiron resides in my chart is Chiron in Greek mythology is a centaur. And Chiron actually has a very traumatic story. And essentially Chiron is known as the wounded healer. He is a healer and a teacher. However, he could learn and teach and heal other people, but he had trouble being able to do that for himself. And so essentially in our natal chart, 
it's how we turn our pain into power, how we embrace our shadow self, and also how do we face our limiting beliefs. I say Chiron looks like a key and it's our soul lessons that we need to unlock. And for me personally is I have Chiron conjunct my midhaven, which is in the 10th house. So your midhaven is a legacy point in your natal chart and it's very much about the destiny that you're walking in life, but also because Chiron is in my 10th house, which is public image and career, there's been some really big things that I've navigated throughout my life, but I suppose to backtrack a little bit, Chiron really came into my forefront in 2020. So in 2020, COVID aside, I would have navigated this transit, but I had Chiron conjunct my natal moon. And it's so interesting because if I actually go back and have a look at the transits from that year and the first transit that I experienced was actually in early 2020 and it was around April to May. So just after COVID began and I had some family issues come to the forefront. Like I've had quite a strained relationship with my father. We didn't speak for 15 years. I had to kind of step in and support my siblings. And so a lot of the unresolved trauma that was happening in my life, and of course I was early in business. I was two years into business Mm. as well. And so I'm still trying to figure out what my role is in the world. And also my business took off as astrology in 2020 and I was still resisting it. So there's lots of pieces of the puzzle. So my personal life is very ingrained in my professional life, as you mentioned in the beginning. I think it is for all of us. And it didn't really hit me, but I navigated what I could. But it makes sense, right? Moon is always home and family. (laughs) Now, what happened in October of 2020 when I had the full conjunction from Chiron is those family issues started to come up again, but I had actually lost my will to live. And I speak about this really openly because I think it's really important because I didn't actually know the significance of what was happening at the time. didn't matter how much meditation I did, how much energy I poured into my business, how much I was eating healthy. I felt like the world was crumbling around me and I couldn't put my finger on what was happening. And, you know, I was grasping at straws. I was looking at my natal chart, trying to understand everything. And sometimes we actually have to look beyond ourselves And this is when I started diving into Melanie Reinhardt's work. She has an amazing book that I recommend to everyone interested in Chiron, known as Chiron and the Healing Journey. And I actually didn't know this at the time, but I had a huge amount of activations that were also occurring that were being triggered by Chiron. I actually ended up going to the doctor and trying to figure out what was happening. I actually thought I was navigating depression. And what I ended up finding out was that my iron levels were really low. So I'd been put on iron medication a year before because my iron levels were 20 MCG. And after being on iron supplementation for a year, that actually dropped to 15 MCG. And so that's actually not a healthy (laughs) state to be navigating in. But The reason I'm sharing this with you, total tangent, it sounds like, but it's actually not because it's all been triggered by Chiron. My moon's in Aries. Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars rules iron. My iron deficiency came from that Chiron activation, but I was also dealing with the family trauma because Chiron's in such a significant placement in my natal chart. 
that's why I felt like my world was crumbling because my health was depleted, my family bonds mm. were depleted, and I felt like business felt depleted too. And it's only because of the work I've been doing, diving into Kara Sutherland's work, who's an amazing medical mm. astrologer, that I actually yeah. started to put all these pieces of the puzzle together. So mm. that is what sparked my curiosity in Chiron. And I can't imagine my life now without working with Chiron in some capacity. Wow. Well, that's fascinating. And that, that's such an amazing awareness to have about a transit or about what's going on in your own natal chart when you can go, okay, this is happening and I can, now I understand this. How can I put things in place in my life to work with that and know that, you know, my my iron levels are really going to, you know, need bolstering at this time. That's such a great thing to know. I mean, I know a lot about iron levels having, you know, just had a baby and have had very low iron over the times. And it's interesting because I have a lot of difficult Mars in my chart too. So that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So you, you move through this from a health perspective as well, which is always related to, you know, we, we need to be feeling good in our bodies to show up and serve and do our best work. But what did you also notice in your own business as you started to kind of embrace Chiron a little bit more like what kind of unfolded for you after that? So the more I leaned into vulnerability and the more I accepted and integrated my gifts, the more my business flourished. So even though I knew astrology as soon as I found it was a part of my life's journey, I resisted it for yeah. two years and I dabbled in it, kept it like kind of treated it like a side hustle, <laughs> even though like yes. I, cause I had a coaching business originally and that's kind of what mm. I'd set my sights on. And, and I remember my astrology mentor, Narelle, she was really pushing me in the astrological direction, which is very Chiron conjunct with Ava because <laughs> <laughs> like Chiron's very connected. It's at the top of my chart and it's connected to so many yeah. of the planets in my natal chart. But after that health scare, I, and then starting to learn about Chiron and how I could integrate and work with it rather than resist it, everything changed because I decided in 2021 that I would fully own astrology. I would dedicate my life to this work, which sounds like very self-sacrificing, but it was kind of how I was like having to approach things. I had to go, how can I actually accept this as a part yeah. of my journey and honestly my business just continued to flourish and to take off but I began to trust myself so much more as an astrologer and I think one thing like I've just the business has just turned five congratulations that's awesome thank you and like if I actually reflect back like the amount of traction that I've been able to make but I think more of the confidence I have in my own unique way of working with the stars like I don't even second guess that now and I actually have Chiron to thank yeah so it allowed you to kind of see your gift in a way 100% and embrace your gift in a way and realize that that's what you're embracing in your own work is like yes I have an element or you know being a wounded healer in some way that is able to share my experience and my knowledge to help others that's the archetype that you're embracing in your business. Yeah. 
And that is actually what has made it so much more powerful because you own that instead of being afraid of it. Like a lot of us, we see this symbolism in our chart and it can be kind of intense, right? It can be kind of confronting because even though I think we know this on a subconscious level, seeing it in the chart and then actually acknowledging it and taking it on board and going, okay, yes, there is a big part of me that is this. That's a huge and powerful step forward. Instead of, as many of us do, we spend our life avoiding that, like knowing that underneath, but avoiding taking ownership of that part of ourselves because we're worried we're going to be rejected or we're worried that it's maybe too confronting for other people or too confronting for ourselves. But yeah, you've really, you've really just stepped into that. And that is what makes your business so much more successful, more powerful, more authentic because you're able to do that. Oh, absolutely. But I want to highlight too, like it hasn't been easy because Chiron on the 10th house, you know, really does point to being even unsure of your path in life, which mm-hmm. a great example of that is like I was thriving from the outside looking into my corporate career with the mm-hmm. role that I held and the travel that I got to do and the celebrities that I got to meet. But like I almost felt like people were making decisions for me in my career. Like I was like, did I actually Mm. choose this? And that is very Chiron in the 10th house. It's like you Mm. kind of go with the flow because you think that you should be doing that. But then you're like, hang on a minute. Like, is this what I'm choosing? And it wasn't actually until I had my leader at the time. And it's so interesting. It's again, it's such a, a significant part of the journey where she was like, you're always just kind of like, you're just cool. You're just like ready for the next promotion or the next role. Like, but what do you actually want? And that just changed. That really did change a lot for me and really did trigger even the series of events. It was one of those cornerstone moments to get me to this place I'm in today. So yeah, it's been interesting. And then of course, Chiron and Gemini really speaks to a fear or a trauma or a wound around expression because Gemini is all Mm. about how you spread ideas and exchange information. And for me, I felt like at times I was powerless when I was using my voice, which is really interesting Mm. because I'm a Leo ascendant and Mm. my son is in the first house. And so you would, you know, I was using my voice, but there were times, especially when I was younger, where I didn't feel heard and Mm. I've had to really reclaim authenticity and that power around my self-expression and look vulnerability is still something that I'm working with also because my moon's in the eighth Mm. house in Aries like (laughs) it's not just because of my Chiron placement but I still struggle between what do I want to share what is actually serving Mm. my community when do I need to hold back what's relevant and so I do I really check in to actually go well what's for the greater good how can I lean into my Chiron a little bit more Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting thing to talk about right now as we're going through some pretty heavy stuff, you know, globally as well as, you know, in our own country right now. And there's a lot of kind of hesitation about what do I share online? This episode is not necessarily about the nodes, but I really think (laughs) there's a lot about this nodal transit that we're going through right now that is absolutely like could not be expressed more obviously through what is going on in the world right now. But it also feels because of that, like we really do have to 
be very considerate about what we're sharing and whether we're sharing it from a compassionate place. And we're we're going to keep, as you and I were talking about before, we started recording because of the way the energy is at the moment with Saturn in Pisces, we have to keep coming back to compassion all the time and whether what we're doing is being compassionate, is being inclusive, all of that stuff, you know, we can't, like you said earlier, we can't kind of be detached emotionally from the rest of the world and people suffering and all of that stuff. We're very much feeling it. But at the same time, we have to find a way through it. We have to still be able to run our businesses and be able to connect with other people and be able to do the work that we're here to do. But at the same time, we can't be detached from everything that we're seeing going on in the world. And I think Chiron is a great kind of archetype to lean back into when you're feeling this kind of energy of, you know, other people suffering and acknowledge that part of yourself as well and just work a little bit more gently, you know, how can I work with my clients more gently at this time? How can I work with myself more gently at this time? How can I show myself more compassion, more care? I think that's going to keep coming up for us Mm. at least the next kind of year to 18 months. What do you think about that? What have you noticed at least the past few months as we've also been navigating this kind of nodal shift? Oh, yeah. Like people are definitely feeling it. And that's why I mentioned to you offline, like we're like sponges at the moment, you know, with this Mm. very Piscean energy. I think before we, when there was a lot happening in the world, we could either say what we needed to and then get on with it or we could Mm. participate or contribute, right? But it didn't mean that it wasn't a big topic. It was just the kind of the energy we were navigating. Whereas now we're so receptive to everything that's happening Mm. around us. And so that We feel so affected by it. The enormity is huge. And so, and Mm. I don't have the answer for everyone because I think everyone needs Mm. to participate and show up what feels like intuitively good for them Mm. what I would say though is I'm at the moment I'm acknowledging I think that's really important with whether it's with my clients or whether it's online I'm acknowledging that there's a lot happening in the world right now but I also know what my Mm. role is and my role is to show up and to empower and to help people to gain a new perspective and so yes by giving tools to help on a personal level which is what I'm here to do that's going to contribute Mm. to their life because I think you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you can fill Mm. your cup, that is going to potentially change a conversation you have, change how you contribute. It's going to create a ripple effect in the world. And I don't have to have a public opinion on everything because that's not my role in life, but that doesn't mean I don't contribute behind the scenes. And so I think it's just clearly Mm. defining too, like what's my role or how do I want to respond? And to show up with love, intention, and compassion. And that just makes things a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, to give yourself a few moments to slow it down rather than jumping into something. I think with the North Node in Aries, we can be a little bit reactive oh, yeah. <laughs> as well. We're feeling all of this energy. We're feeling all of this kind of empathy massive empathy for all of these situations that are happening and so we can get a little reactive and we've got to be really careful about jumping the gun I suppose and Mm. really being a bit more considerate about how we're working and what we're saying and I love that you know idea of 
supporting people behind the scenes. I think people need a lot of support right now. I think that is, you know, if you're a healer, there is so much that we can support people with right now because there is a lot to be dealt with. But yeah, don't don't forget, as you say, to fill your own cup first so that you are in the best position to help other people because you, you can't help people if you're in this hyper-reactive state. You've got to kind of calm the nervous system so that you can then yeah. offer that regulation to other people. Mm. That's really important. So what other lessons do you have from Chiron? I mean, the other awesome thing about Chiron is that he was a teacher, you know. The the reason Chiron carried a wound, I guess we should, uh, just to be clear, is that Chiron was part God mm. and kind of not really human because he's the son of a Titan. He's the son of Saturn, in fact. Yep. The son of Saturn and a sea nymph or Cronos, not Saturn, you know. That was the the Greek word, the Greek name for him. And instead of being violent and savage like other centaurs, (laughs) he was wise. Mm. He was known for his wisdom. He was known for his knowledge of medicine, hence the healing. And also he was known as a teacher. So what do you notice about yourself and the way that you, or you know, the way that you run your business? If you acknowledge this Chiron archetype, what else comes through you in your business? So one thing that really resonated with me when I read Melanie's book was she referred to Chiron as a shaman. And Mm. I've always thought of Chiron as the connector of worlds. And it's so interesting because I remember Mm. I'm doing some business design work, the business designer really early on. And we actually created a trope for the brand as I was starting to integrate astrology and I created this trope which is referred to as like the high priestess in tarot and you know Mm -hmm. the high priestess is ruled by the moon which is the connector of worlds and I always said that my role here is to blend the metaphysical with the physical to make Mm -hmm. astrology accessible to be able to make it feel attainable so that's why I'm really big on how I share information you know I try to make things digestible, but then when I draw you in, I give you the depth. And Mm. that's how I see Chiron plays out for me in my world as well. It's about, you know, taking some of these concepts, whether it's celestial bodies, whether it's working with a natal chart, and actually making them really applicable in life. Mm. You know, and that's why I always say when I'm working with clients is I'm going to give you everything that I see because I don't want to be a gatekeeper of information. I don't expect you to understand it. But then you know where it comes from. But then I'm also going to tell you Mm -hmm. how you can apply that. And makes sense, right? I'm a Virgo with a Mercury in Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like, this information's great, but like, what do we actually do with it? And that's how I see my Chiron integration like take shape is like, okay, how can we talk about these things that have held you back? How can we talk about your challenges? How can we talk about the things that make you feel uncertain or unsure of yourself or elicit fear? and actually turn them into a superpower. How do we Mm. look at them through a lens where rather than seeing them as something that you need to repress and move away from, like think of that as an incredible gift because that gives you empathy, it gives you heart, it gives you perspective. And I find because a lot of the people that I connect with, like they're here to do some incredible work in the world. And so if they suppress Chiron or anything else that is maybe challenging or a perceived challenge, I call it, in their natal chart, it's just going to make things harder. But I think, again, it's about when you reframe that and go, well, hang on, this is the high vibrational energy of this. 
you see things mm. through a different lens and that will then shape your external world because your internal world has changed. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it goes back to that same thing earlier, I guess, embracing that part of yourself instead of seeing it as something to be hidden or pushed away if you can embrace that and turn the narrative around, turn the story around in your mind as well, you're going to feel so much better for starters, but also you're going to allow more of yourself to become visible and therefore, you know, you're going to be more helpful to others. You're going to be more powerful in business. All of that stuff mm. is going to start like the, the, the snowball effect, I guess, of alchemizing the stories and, and the challenges that might be present in our lives into something that's useful or powerful for other people. Oh, hugely. Like, and I think too, like the teaching, like teaching and healing, obviously, but teaching component mm. of Chiron. I think the key thing here, and I know that I shared this before, but I think it's worth touching on again, is Chiron was the wounded teacher and healer. That mm. could heal and teach other people, but couldn't heal or teach himself. And mm-hmm. I think so. so many people walk around this world dishing out advice, telling people what to do. <laughs> then they're not actually like practicing what they preach. And I think I was very much like that when I was younger. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm like an angel here. And, you know, I still have to catch myself because I'm very good at supporting everybody else in my life, except, you know, I can be sometimes last on that list too. And it's so important to be able to look at how can you heal yourself or how can you teach yourself? Mm. Because if you don't use Chiron as a mirror to reflect back to you what does actually need to be healed in order for you to do even greater work, then you're actually putting a limit on your potential. Yes, that's true. We do have to absolutely look look in the mirror and go, what is going on here? Because, yes, you you have to be able to notice that and and get that awareness and then start working on that absolutely to be able to be more helpful to others and for that I don't think that you have you don't have to be completely healed in order to help other people no it's not about you have to be completely healed to help others and I think that's a great lesson that Chiron teaches us as well it's like you can have a wound and still help other people in a powerful way but you need to be aware that you have that wound as well and you need to be actively working with that mm. rather than just trying to cover it up and pretend it's not there. You have to acknowledge that it's there so that you can be more effective in the work that you're doing. So you have Chiron in the 10th house. Whenever you have a planet in one of the angles or a planet or a, an asteroid, a key point in the chart, especially when you have it in one of those, those key areas, so the first, the fourth, the seventh, or the 10th house, you can check out my episode on the 12 houses if you want a refresher on this. But I'd love to just get your thoughts on, okay, if you have Chiron in one of those key parts of the chart, what is especially important for you to know or what is it that you can sort of start to do or to work with that energy? Mm, I love that question. Well, 
there's kind of two parts to my perspective on this because I also have a kite in my natal chart and Chiron is at the top uh-huh. of my kite. Okay. That's a whole other, <laughs> that's that's like a whole a, other conversation. Yeah. So it's a bit of geometry going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And Chiron's like my release point at the top of the kite. And so okay. Chiron is at the heart of everything for me in this lifetime. Mm. But Especially when you do have Chiron in a really significant placement or, you know, anything with the angles. And two, because my midhaven's in Taurus at 29 degrees and then I've got Chiron at two degrees of Gemini, I have to be able to integrate both of those energies as well because both of those constellations, they create, you know, an entirely new archetype on their own. It's really understanding, I think, first the significance of that point and working with that before then integrating that additional energy. And so for me, all of the attributes that come along with having a Taurus midhaven and knowing that and understanding that and knowing that everything that I'm going to do in life is going to be very intentional. It's going to be on my own timeline. I'm here to run a marathon and not a race. That is very much like how I operate. (laughs) And very Taurus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like so textbook. It's wild. Mm. But then also knowing that the more vulnerable that I become and the more I let people in, the more that it actually helps. But it's hard because I have to integrate both parts of myself, the the light and the dark, the yin and the yang, mm. and I probably feel it even more. Yeah, it's a tricky thing to move through that. Okay, so if you have, like, for instance, Chiron in the seventh house, you might have a wound around relationships, yep. for instance. Is that what you would kind of interpret? And this doesn't mean, I guess, I don't want people to take away having Chiron somewhere doesn't mean that you can't have a good relationship or anything like that. It just means there might be a part of you that is somehow carrying this wound around partnership. And that could be you had a very difficult breakup or you had experienced that from, you know, watching your your parents had a difficult marriage or something like that. There could be another reason that you have that Chiron in that part of the chart. And that might express itself in that you can help people who are in relationships. You can work with that wound and help people overcome their own wounding in relationships. Is that how you see that Chiron energy playing out? Yeah. In the chart? It's so interesting, like, because I actually have had a few clients recently with Chiron in the seventh house. And Mm. I never um, will dish out information without kind of trying to understand first if it's even something relevant to tackle but there was one particular um, person that I'm thinking of and I was like tell me a little bit about your relationship because that was one of the things that she wanted to talk about and I said Mm. has there been a bit of a like have you has there been a bit of a friction point for you throughout this lifetime and she was just like that again I just asked the right question and it just opened up the floodgates and yeah you know I think that's what we tend to see with Chiron and also depending on what it's connected to is the house that it resides Mm. in. And this is what I love about astrology and for anyone that's listening is you can now like start exploring your own natal chart and having a look at where Chiron is because, you know, I love the houses in astrology. I just, oh, they're like so integral. I love everything, but the houses for me, I'm just so drawn to working with them. And, 
You know, when you yeah. look at that house placement, like say, for instance, the seventh house, which rules all forms of contracts. So that's whether that's a business partnership, your intimate partnership, you know, even a friendship, because mm. we, we hold contracts pretty much with most people we connect with, is that, yes. that that can be somewhat of a challenge. Maybe you weren't accepted when you were younger by a friendship group. Or maybe there was a time where you felt a sense of rejection within a relationship. And what tends to happen is that you carry that with you. And so that's a beautiful opportunity to look at what am I carrying? And also what is actually mine to bear in this? Like what role Mm -hmm. did I play? Because I think a lot of the time, especially with Chiron, again, that mirror, we reflect back to ourselves, like we're the problem, we did something wrong. And sometimes it can be something externally that actually or an Mm. event or a person that triggered something. And, you know, we feel like we have to carry that and we don't. And again, you can choose, you know, what's yours to bear and also how you can decide how you want relationships to be. Because what tends to happen, right, is we'll overcompensate. So say, for instance, for example, it will be like, I was rejected in a relationship. So when I show up in relationships moving forward, I'm going to do whatever I can to either keep this relationship going or, Mm. you know, I'm going to pour energy into this. But like, you have it takes two to tango. You've got to make sure that people can meet you halfway. And I definitely see that with the nodal mm. axis at the moment too. It's like <laughs> yeah. there needs to be that balance between independence and connection in a relationship. You have connection. to both. It is such an interesting time for relationships. So what about in the first house? Mm. Let's, let's look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I like, yeah. So I, and I definitely um, have had some beautiful souls I've been connecting with for years now mm. that have Chiron in the first, and also Neptune, which is actually another interesting one mm. for another day. But yeah. um, so you have Chiron in the first house, don't you? Yes, I do. Mm. So I'll share some information and then I would love your thoughts on this as well. Okay. Because sure. the first house is the house of self, the house that represents our expression, our identity, and to say it in a heart-centered way is there has probably been a lot of times throughout life where you might have lost your sense of self or felt that your identity was wrapped up outside of yourself. or Also, there was an unsure of who you are and your role in this lifetime too. And it's so important to cultivate a sense of empowerment and confidence, especially in business, because otherwise it's easy to look outside of yourself and go, yeah. And I'd imagine too exploring astrology and find like the work that you do in the world would have just like Mm. opened up all that. But I'd love your thoughts. Like how's Chiron in the first shown up for you in this lifetime? Yeah, absolutely. I think you've nailed it, of course. Having a a lost sense of self, I think, is definitely a, a story that I noticed. And ha- and this is kind of the story that I tell about how I got into astrology in the first place was because I'd lost myself. You know, I'd gotten wrapped up in an identity that wasn't really mine. And, you know, looking back, I can see that pattern playing out over my lifetime where I tried to do things so that I would fit in rather than rather than acknowledge who I was and what I really wanted, I did the things so that I would be the right kind of a person. And it wasn't until I found astrology that I really went, oh, okay, 
now I get it. This makes <laughs> sense to me. You know, this is actually who I've been trying to be all this time, but I kept trying to, or well, I was trying to be, but at the same time I was trying to be someone else. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, there's also a wound around with Chiron, the not enoughness mm. wound oh. plays out a lot in that scenario. Like it is a wound of yourself. So you will always feel a little bit inadequate, you know, like just being me is not good enough. And I see that with my clients as well who have strong Chiron, especially around that identity sector. But that's why, you know, like you, we can acknowledge that, right? We can go, okay, yes, that's why I attract people who need that kind of development of self in a way. You know, I was was just connecting with a client this week who was talking about going through a brand crisis. And a lot of my clients come to me with a brand crisis because they're going through a personal transformation and they no longer know who they are, what they want to be. And I'm like, this is, this is my life experience. You need to rework out who I am and who I want to be and how to feel good in that. It's having a Taurus Chiron as well is very much about the physical body mm. to the physical sense and how you navigate and how you manifest physical things in life. So for a not a planet, oh, yeah. <laughs> as a big... A big impact on us. Do you know know? what? Like Chiron's even, its orbit is really interesting because Chiron Mm. orbits between Saturn and Uranus. So if you even Mm. think of that, right, where Chiron sits, you know, there's this kind of authoritative influence around you actually Mm. need to do some work. (laughs) That's that Saturn feeling. And then the Uranian is that like, ripple of authenticity yeah. as well yeah which is wild yeah so I th- always think of that influence but that's also what makes mm. you so good at what you do because Chiron's in such a significant placement in your natal chart because you've had to mm. walk through the fire <laughs> essentially to then be able to come to a place where you can assimilate all the knowledge that you've acquired and then be able to give those gifts to other people. It is the truth that the most difficult parts of our chart are our superpowers, oh, Yeah, right? Like that is where we can do the most beneficial work for ourselves and for other people that we serve is look at where the most tricky parts of your chart are. That's where, <laughs> that's where the gold is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I've loved this. This has been a very vulnerable chat. <laughs> I mean, you can't really talk about Chiron without without it being a bit of a intense conversation. Mm. So I would encourage anyone listening to go and check out Christy's Christy's stuff. Amazing, amazing work. And is there anything that you want to direct people to? Do you have any specific resources or anything happening at the moment that you want to share? No, I only would recommend, like if you're interested in diving into Chiron, that's why I highlighted that book in the beginning. Book? Yep. Yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes. Amazing. It was interesting how you were talking about that because, yeah, the being the bridge, Chiron is the bridge, right, as well. Like, so, yes, it can be a really interesting and powerful placement to explore. Look at the house that it's in, look at the sign that it's in. And look at if you if you understand your chart, 
a look at the aspects that it's making, you know, as Christy's talked about, you know, in her chart, it's making a lot of aspects to a lot of things. And that means that it's really critical in your work in the world as well. And obviously, it's best to go and chat to an astrologer if you want to know how it's all connected because it can be a bit of a minefield and a bit overwhelming to try and do it yourself. So definitely encourage you to check that out. But thank you so much for this amazing chat and for sharing your story with us, your beautiful story. And I know people will get a lot out of hearing that and a lot of strength from your, your story because it is embracing that wound in our own life those wounds is really important to us finding our potential Mm. so thank you for your courage and for your time love you very much i love you too honey thanks for joining me on the cosmic business breakthrough if you'd like to learn more about what i do head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on instagram If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.